to the Four Jack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs. The brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction and the brand consultants you should use to do the same. So go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at TaylorMade Golf. Um, brand new Sim 2 lineup, irons, drivers, fairy woods, everything you need. It's the stuff that brings tears to your eyes when you see something hit so beautifully. Go check it out, taylormadegolf.ca. Uh, we are here at the conclusion of the RBC Heritage. Stuart Sink with his third tartan jacket slipped on today. A wire-to-wire winner for the 47-year-old. Um, we can get into um, the best bald-headed man on tour in a sec, but let's just say hello to the boys. Tombo, what's happening? Not too much, bud. Wow, three tartan jackets. Sounds like a good time. Um, honestly, I'm just happy we got a friend back on the pod with us today. And I didn't really pay too much attention to the golf this weekend. I saw Stewart was plotting his way around. Kind, I saw Corey Connors was in the mix for a bit, but it just seemed like a little bit of a snooze fest. Stewart Sink ran away with it. But Codes, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, nice to see you boys as well. Absolute snooze fest. Saw on an Instagram post that Stuart Sink had set some sort of record for a 50-hole record at some point in time. At that time, when I saw that post, I had watched zero coverage. When I saw the post, I tuned in for zero more minutes. I have never watched the RBC Heritage Open, ever. Never. I think that's a shame. Because you know what? Like, Harbortown's a really sick course, actually. Like, it's got, like... It gives me like Seen serious like Wood? yeah. It gives me like serious like Sherwood Park vibes, like Edmonton vibes. Like yeah, these tiny Harbor little... Town gives you those Sherwood no, Park vibes. No, I think you're missing me the too, point. Man. What I'm Sherwood saying. Nine. Well, no, just because like they're these tiny little pop up greens. Like they're so small. Like you look at it from like tour standards, you're like that is like a fucking kitchen table. And it's like yeah, like that's what we grew up on. Like shitty tiny greens that were like nothing. I mean, guys are like, oh, man, I had a lot of putts made this week. It's like, yeah, because you didn't have anything outside 20 feet. I do like the lighthouse on 18. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's like a picture guy. Iconic. I love you standing there taking that picture of that lighthouse. I, I just think it's a nice golf course. It's fun to watch. Like, you got to be a good ball striker. It's not a long course. Guys that win it generally aren't that long. I mean, look at Abe last year. Abe went 18 for 18 fair, or greens hit in the final round. I mean, that guy's a bunt, but... Good on Stuart Sink. Um, strangely enough, weird to throw this out there. The only two, only multiple winner winners on tour this year, him and Bryson. Really? Yeah. What did Stuart win before this? The Safeway in the fall. Part of the wraparound. It was like, I don't know. Let's call them the minors, right? Like the minor events of the PGA Tour swing. The silly season. Yeah, silly season. Yeah. But his son, this is his second one with his son on the bag, if I do recall. Yeah, second one with Reagan on. Um, I would imagine he's going to stay. It's working. Seems to be working. He kind of went over his the keys to his success 
earlier in the week, and he was talking about how him and his kid just kind of sit down there the night before, and they look at the they look at the course, and they go, "Let's just land in this general area." It's like putting together a plan. They landed in the green blob. That's all we want to do. Hit it in that blob. It's like, wow, that's really general. Like, I mean, how big is this blob? I mean, he's like, yeah, I hit it 285 to 300. I guess anywhere in this general vicinity of 40 yards is good. It's like, yeah, man, like, I'd love to do that. That sounds like a great idea. Go ahead. Codes, I'm sure you do some planning like that. Hit it in the blob. Who's blob and where? When you say blob, the only thing that comes to mind, first and foremost, is it's hard to have respect for a dude who, when he gets out of the shower, he's got to look at his untanned head like that, and he's got no sort of cognitive awareness that maybe he should... Spray tan? You know, put on some self-tanning lotion up top. That, like, what do you do? Like, when you go to things, like, you wear a hat everywhere. Otherwise, you're just half an egg. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never thought about that. Like life outside of golf for him. What does he do? Hat everywhere. <laughs> He'd have to, With- wouldn't he? Or wig. It's a conversation piece at the very minimum. How uh, could the have- face is so tan down low yet so pasty up white? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> that's a <laughs> I mean, I that's a, a tough look. Special shout out, actually, in the tournament. I, like, we can stick on Stuart Sink's pasty white top of his head, but shout out to Harold Varner and Candace Evans for a nice second place this weekend. Solid finish out of HV3. Um, he kind of there's a lot of guys that kind of came out of nowhere, and he was one of them. Well, when Morikawa decides to go poop. Right, unfortunately, like he was two back starting the day, and then after six or whatever it was, he was seven back after playing the par fives at plus or minus one, like the easiest of the par fives so far. Mm-hmm. Like that was unfortunate for Colin. Yeah, Colin did not have a nice day today. I mean, strangely enough, there was a few guys that actually had a rough day, which I don't understand why, because a few other guys went super low. I mean, like Robert McIntyre started the day yeah. like, I mean. Yes, 10 back, but he was still 8 under par. He was 77 today. I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, 7 over, I think. What's par? 71, 70. so 78. 70? Yeah. Okay. I was just disappointed like, really? in that. I thought uh, you might help me run away with the picks this week, and I looked at the stats, and I'm like, dang, this guy shot a 77. Yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. Big Bob's been really good lately, too. That was tough. Um. Solid finish for Corey Connors. That's his fourth top 10 in his last six starts. Guy just looks good out there. I mean, the guy who looks... I, I'm amazed, Coach, that you haven't jumped fully onto this guy's back. I mean, he looks exactly like Louis Oosthuizen swinging it. You know about me. I'm not one to jump around from one man's back to another. And if I'm <laughs> on one man's back, I've been on one man's back since we started this thing, man. Chucky three sticks. That's my dude. But Ooh, when you know good. when golf is when you're grooving, you're grooving. So oh, it could be the like what timing it is for like Danny. And I'm not saying it's not, Dan, you know, comfortability, you know, whatever it may be. But when you're grooving, you're grooving. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Yeah. Just traveling around and shooting 66s. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. I'd like to, uh, if we could get a quick swing analysis, what do you think of the Corey Connors move codes? Next question. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird question. I don't know. 
yeah i don't know really how to a- i don't know how to a- i don't know how to answer that because uh as you know i don't i didn't watch i didn't watch any golf this week but he's wondering so why don't you tell me weeks. what you're thinking if you're trying to pry something out of me over there yeah maybe that's a better way i i don't know just like he's got the wildest move ever to me as a guy that wipes across the ball right like just seeing him get that club up there and it just like whoosh, whips it around it just effortlessly like i don't know it's just i guess it's a wet dream for me i think the man has aspirational tempo amazing it's just like dreamy but it's a lot easier when you're six two and 200 pounds and like you got some weight to get through that like that kind of tempo is probably not going to work with a guy like our size maybe maybe i don't know who knows it's just a nice move to see it is a nice move it is and he's playing well and we hope for the best for him um stewart sink joined some interesting like elite company here uh this is per justin ray four players in the pga tour history to win multiple times in a pga tour season 47 and older since 1960 sam sneed obviously julius boros kenny perry twice in 08 and 09 and stewie in 04 and 21 dude i i want to kind of bring this up with you guys like with a guy who's 47 years old, I guess like we probably could have asked the same questions if you know we were doing a podcast in 08 and 09 watching Kenny Perry, but guys are like 47, 48, 49, like pushing champions tour. What is this like eternal pursuit of perfection? Like what like when does it get to a point? Like is there like a second win, do you think, for some guys? They just realize like, fuck it, let's just go. Like, fuck these young kids. Like Colin Morikawa was born the same year that Stuart Sink won his first event. Like, that's how, how do you even compete with these guys that are like, you know, world beaters nowadays? Some days, beauty wins the, the the dance, and some days, young muscle or old wisdom. I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but like you know, just like some days you get like the old wisdom guy comes up and shows up and, and puts it to the young guys, and then every now and then it's that the old guys are out matched by the young right like it just depends on how the story ends i did a horrible job of explaining what how i felt I about that, going with that like, but it was, it was poor yeah yeah but i think your message came across beautifully though like if i think you like i felt it 100 <clears> percent. <throat> i'll ask this sometimes to you, coach, then. you and sometimes you beat the world and sometimes old gets better of new and new gets better of old and sometimes when life hands you lemons man just squeeze them codes answer this then like I mentioned earlier, he's won three times there. Is this like a home field advantage? Uh, as you know, there is no, I don't know if there's such thing as a home field advantage with the players and like skill set that there is on tour. You know, of course, maybe there is, but I think maybe. It looks like his head is half full, but his mojo cup is, ha- or is half empty, <laughs> but his mojo cup is half full there, right? Like when you got like a couple jackets in the closet, you got swagger like no other. It's true. It's true. I feel like there's got to be a home field advantage on the tour with some courses. Like there's got to be like a horses for courses kind of thing. I think the family's all vibing out, just having a good time, right? Like his wife's wearing the tartan jacket into the bedroom at night, like the other two that he has. And it's just, there's good vibes there for this, the fam. I feel like his wife has actually gotten a lot hotter over the years, too. Like, I saw that photo from his first win in 97 to now. I'm like, ooh, 
looks good. You're shaking your head, Cody. What do you mean? I'm just going no comments. Been a while since I've chatted with the boys. I like I like that. I should get that on my list. Who's really grown up over the last couple of years? I like that. I see no so need to funny. change. It's, it's not necessary. We do a little bit, but not all the time. Um, yeah, but I I gotta say, like, kind of what, uh, kind of go back on what you and Tom said. I didn't watch a whole lot of golf this weekend, truth be told. I, I watched a little bit today and then a little bit yesterday at the golf course, but there isn't that much excitement for a guy like Stuart Sink. You know, if it was Cam or Sungjae or Colin, like, yeah, I'd be more inclined to watch. But And to be fair, I thought I thought Cam was going to be in the mix after that bogey free 62 on Thursday. I'm like, sick. I'm like, we got a weekend. Not so much the, not so much, uh, the case coming in the later in the weekend but still like i don't know even i mean codes you said you you not you never even watched the rbc okay fair enough right after the masters not the best time to watch you know you're kind of spent from watching golf but like even if it was a course that you'd like to watch there's always certain players that if they get up there on the leaderboard you're like mm, you know what i'm gonna see what else is on just not interested I'm going to go play golf maybe too. Yes. Coach? I watched seven holes of the Masters. Wow. I watched That's a lot it. more. Sunday. It was boring as shit too on Sunday. That's Saturday it. was great. But Sunday nope, was exciting. Back seven holes or front seven? Back seven. I saw the final seven. Yeah. Okay. But at least you kind of... It wasn't much of a surprise at that point. There was a little bit of that moment where Xander did, and then, wait, how did that unfold? Xander came guess, close, and then he did, dunked the it on 16. You thought Xander had a shot, and then Xander dropped the ball and put it in the damn water, and you're like, yeah. okay. Made triple. Yeah, saw all of that. It was great. It yeah. was great. But just not a tournament that just yet yeah, doesn't excite me, never... Yeah, must have played it too much on Tiger Woods. Seen that, seen that lighthouse too many times. Kind of just want to move past it. Well, fuck, we'll move past it in a little bit then, in a different way. Um, speaking of things that maybe you did switch to, I think we just needed a bit of a change up this week. I'm tired. You know, we talk a lot about golf. Maybe we just step away from it. Why don't we talk about what we are watching a little bit here? What, what's peaking our interest here, boys? Because me and Tombo have been going down some rabbit holes about shit. Netflix has been stealing our attention lately. I wouldn't say it lately. Like it's always a thing. I, I just like to put something on while I'm working yeah. sometimes. And I've just, I've fallen into an arrested development trap right now <laughs> that I just, I can't seem to get out of. And it sucks. Cause I don't even remember. Like I need to do a search. I should almost pass this one off to you to tell me so I can do a search of the cast. Cause like the one guy, Who's married to Lindsay? I forget his name, but he's the bald dude with the mustache. Yeah, the guy that wears jeans under or jean shorts underneath his pants. Yeah, and just there's yeah one episode where he's trying out for the Blue Man Group and he keeps painting himself <laughs> blue because he thinks he can get uh, an audition. <laughs> he always refers to him as I blew myself, right? I gotta go blue my I blew myself before anything so I can take care of business. And then they think he dies, and they're like, "Is anyone there?" To like, what was his last words? And I think it was, uh, who's the magician again? Will Arnett. Job. Yeah. Yeah, Will Arnett, Job. He's like, 
I don't know if you really want to know what he said his last <laughs> words. <laughs> He's talking about blooming himself. Oh Too my funny. god! Oh, but I sent you down a rabbit hole the one night. Uh, have you started watching the show Codes the Serpent? Seen a um, preview for it, but have not. Well, buckle up. Buckle up, man. To anyone who has not watched that show yet, like I told Tom about it one night at like 10 o'clock on like a Tuesday night. Spoke to him the next morning and he's like, oh man, long night. I'm I, like, I got to this point on the, on like the serpent. I'm like, dude, I just finished that. That's like episode six or seven. He's like, yeah, late, late night. I'm like, what the fuck? Like you're up to like four in the morning. <laughs> like It is a cracker of a show. Crazy. It makes traveling just like yeah, who you meet traveling as they're trying to keep you sick, right? <laughs> Crazy. I only watch one show and I just have it on in the background always. Like if I was to turn my TV on right now, you know what I'd be playing? The office. I've never got into the office. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness me. I just got Dally into the office. He's loving it. It's the funniest show in the entire world. Like a certain set of seasons from like two until like Seven, when the rules just didn't seem to like apply to like some episodes, is just off the cusp hilarity. Yeah, like it's definitely a good show. And like Steve Carell was that's his finest. I just never truly got it. I can't watch sitcoms though anymore. Like, even no matter what format it is, I just feel like I'm giving too short of time away. I'm like, I need longer, like, I need to get involved in it. You can just bump them back to back. And it's like one of those things that, like, it, as Cody said, you just have it on, right? And you watch, you have to watch it a couple times because sometimes you're just not paying attention. And then, like, the joke comes out at you there, and you're like, oh, that was, there's layers to it. It's the same with uh, Sopranos, I was told. Oh, I, still I told V Bud I watched Sopranos, and he was like, you're done and then you know whatever period of time doesn't matter but he was still surprised by it it was a long time and he's like i think you should probably watch that again and i'm like i think you're probably right because like <laughs> i didn't think it was that good <laughs> <laughs> many people have no said it, it is the greatest it show is of good, all time that's a layer show that's a layer show yes i can i haven't watched it ever so i maybe that's something i pick up at some point in the future but I am disappointed because Cody did give me an episode of The Office to watch. But there is no, I can't watch The Office on US Netflix down here. It's not on there. Really? Garbage. Yeah, I think it's season three, episode one. Hmm. I think if you want to laugh, go <laughs> okay. ahead. Maybe I'll put that on tonight. I think I the show that's like me. kind of stole my attention the most, as of, and I got into, like, I banged out the first two seasons last year. Man, F1 Drive to Survive is the sickest show ever. Like, I, I just don't understand why every professional sports league couldn't do something like this. Like, especially right now with, like, COVID times. Like, these film crews could, like, they could, you could follow four teams throughout the year. You have no fans. Like, you could listen to all the shit going on on the ice or court or whatever. Yeah, I like that. That looks good. Uh, well, I'm taking the F1 approach to life here. Like we got advertisement space up for sale on like a lot of touch points here on the kid. You're stepping up. Touch <laughs> patch, and we needed a Therabody patch. Like they, 
mastered sponsoring, right? Like they got that camera in the F1 car that's like right on the steering wheel and it's like, boom. I don't know which one that like Red Bull, right? Maybe Patrol. Big winner Co- today, Max Verstappen. Go ahead, go. Do you have to be a handsome son of a bitch to be an F1 driver? Seems like it, doesn't it? Is that a pre freaking requisite, right? Like, it I does think seem like, like there's it. a part in the office where you go talk about funny references where you meet a babe and you're supposed to tell them that you're in finance. So Michael Scott's like, I'm a bank teller. And so I think I'm going to start telling people that I'm an F1 driver for sure, that I race cars. But yeah. You could. But anyway, funny. That F- I haven't watched that. I've seen some people talking about it i think that's going to be my next show that i watch it's it's like this is coming from someone again and most people that probably got into the show not most i'm that's a total generalization i have no idea but like i know nothing about f1 never watched it never got into it three eps two episodes in i'm like oh wow i'm an f1 fan like i I love this like it's so well done like because you don't really watch the races like they show the races but it's like two three minutes out of the 90 minutes that it normally lasts and it's just the exciting bits and you're like oh wow jesus but it's like the back end stuff like there's so much like controversy and like politicking going on you're just like oh this is sick like there's way more behind this and because it's like the whole like lee or if he was a league like there's only 20 drivers so it's like not that much to follow so with that being said, you want to see behind then a show that I watched, Wild Tangent, is I watched um, uh, Last Chance to You. Never got into that. Watched them, watched them all, football and basketball, and they're awesome. Yeah, I've heard they're really good. I think awesome. I'm football ones, but give me a little little teaser of the basketball one because i've been flirting with that oh the basketball one is the best man i was telling uh cc at golf traders the other day that he had to watch it because you know he's a baller and if you're a baller and you like balling but like that's where it goes like deeper like you don't even have to be you don't even have to be understanding of the game of basketball so you know so to speak like f1 it's the behind like scene stuff that goes and like i'd never known what like last chance you was kind of deal but to know that it's just like a junior college that is basically all of these things are built for one purpose only is to find these athletes like division one scholarships like all of them so yeah. like it's intense though like it's pretty like it's it's cool it's super it's cool the basket the basketball one is better than no, they're equally as good. The football ones are pretty good. Like I watched the little equally bit. As good. The basketball one's the good. Fight, right? <sighs> Crazy. Old Rumi, old Rumi Pingo was into it, and I definitely got into it a bit. And it was good. It's just like, is this where I'm going to invest my time? See, but then you watch that football one, and it reminds me of Will Smith concussion, and oh, then that's movie. the bad thing of what then last chance you is is that when you don't start on the football team, you lose your spot. And so you see a dude in that game at 18, 19 years old, like suffer like two or three concussions in a single game, man. And be like, I'm okay, coach. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm okay. And it's like, that's nuts. And it's, but like, you, you would probably do the same. I don't know if, if I would. Like, uh, if from the background of these gentlemen 
that you, the, your entire family is like riding on you. And if you do not, like you are like an elite football player. Yeah. If you're and now you've had a couple of concussions. And if you tell someone you're out, but if you don't, you can hide it. And now you're going to go to a Div 1 school and then maybe the NFL and make millions to take care of your family. Yeah, you probably maybe lie about a concussion instead of going to work at like Walmart as a greeter. Oh, lie about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, How about being in, uh, I don't even know what division Salisbury Sabres football is. Like, it's it's the top of Alberta high school football, right? And we went to Grand Prairie to play in the Northern Final on the opening kickoff, running down the field. It was like minus 15 degrees out, I think, the day we were playing. Opening kickoff, head to head contact with this dude, for sure conky, can barely see, played the whole game. Oh my God. So you don't have to always do it for millions, right? We're just trying to win a game out here. That's why you're doing it for your homies on the battlefield. It's crazy that, like, just to talk about football for a sec. Not that I, I'm a football guy, but I was listening to Terrell Owens on Mike Tyson's podcast the other day, and he was just. Uh, just talking about football in general, like the NFL, and like he was talking about the young guys coming in and just the difference between football and basketball, where it's like these young guys in basketball get in, it's like get these contracts and they're guaranteed pay. Whereas like the first three years in the NFL, like those guys don't get anything and they don't get any guaranteed money and they're probably getting crippled. Like imagine you're coming out of college thinking you're hot shit and you line up against a guy who's 450 pounds that can run faster than a guy who's 180. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to die out here. And, like, those guys are, have no guarantee. Like, I don't know. Like, I've always thought, like, if my kid ever wanted to, like, play football, like, probably say no. After watching that, like, I mean, I knew about concussions, but, like, watching that Will Smith movie, I was like, ooh, I don't think so, man. Like, I'm good. I don't know. It definitely is, like, an interesting team sport. Totally. Like, uh, Warriors. I definitely, yeah, definitely the warrior mentality, which I do enjoy the lessons it's given me. Obviously, I like the brain trauma stuff, and I think like they're trying to mitigate some of that. As but obviously, it's a highly physical sport, but like life will life will kick you in the ass anyway. Like it doesn't matter, and so it's an interesting simulation of that. Like how golf is kind of the long game of life, football is like, what are you gonna do in war? How do you, like, you know, I don't know. That's my take. Football's like the three-hole loop. The death yeah. death loop. When your adrenaline's pumping, what's happening? Like, you know, just what, how do you deal with highly dangerous situations in life? Like, you're looking both ways because, like, you could have flight giant we played with golfing the other day that was 6'6", 315, like, running up your gut and, like, some of those corners and, they're 190 pounds, 80 pounds in the NFL, but like in high school, junior, like all these other things, when you get one of those, like this guy's going to the show and you're just like, I'm a fourth year walk on that. Like the first cornerback got injured and this guy's running like an end around to me. I got to block this dude. Yeah. I don't know. Football's crazy. Car wreck central. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next, let's get off the football talk. Fair enough. Um, goats? 
If you yeah. want to get off the football talk, what are you going to take? You're going to need some recovery. Therabody, no free ads. You boys know that. But our friends over at Therabody, Theragun, the entire conglomeration has recently purchased one of my favorite recovery devices that I have yet to own that I'm going to own. And that would be, have you guys ever seen that uh, Power Dot? Uh, that, uh, Sounds like what a is sex toy. Percussive, like the... Dr. Hose. Yeah, the name's slipping it. Sorry, my apologies, but Power Dot Canada. Anyway, long story short, big purchase for Therabody. Talk about recovery. I know you guys want to work that in, but I just talked to Dally. He's going to get me one. Pumped. It's coming. I like that. What I thought was interesting through Therabody was those air boots that they have or whatever those things are. Do you those know leg, those leg things for recovery? Yeah. <laughs> Is like that, I have those on right now. Both of them, just legs are up, getting blasted right now. I'd love it. Shit, man, fuck! I ended up walking like four rounds this week. Like my le- my dogs are barking. Like I was dying this week. Your dogs are barking. <laughs> oh man, I was dying. Like hoofing all that. Like Fraserview's a hilly track. <laughs> like it's not easy. And I'm carrying. Like I've been carrying since I was like a kid. It's a grind. Like. The- these dogs are barking reminds me of an office episode when Kevin takes his shoes <laughs> in to get polished for a wedding. And then he comes to pick them up and they throw them out because they were so stinky. And he's like, but those are my only shoes. And he's like, sir, we had to get rid of them. And he's like, now what? And then he has to go to Jim and Pam's wedding with two Kleenex boxes on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> These dogs are barking. <laughs> hey, it happens. <laughs> stuff goes sometimes like you know we just deal with it uh, um you know what i have not watching but listening lately i finally i know i haven't talked about this lately but i finally finished a course called scotland i know it's been out for a long time and like probably many people have told me to listen to it but like and i'm sure people have told our listeners as well to go listen to it but fucking go and listen to it it is like such an enjoyable either read it or listen to it listening to it's nice because you get the accents which is really cool but like yeah it's actually better to listen to it because you need the accents and it's like really fucking enjoyable like i the way the tom coin writes is like the way that i wish i could write like if i was to write that's how i would try and you're like oh i feel like i relate to what you're saying like i don't but i want to really badly like i finished and i was like as a traveler per se, I'm like, God, that's what I want to do. Like when he gets to the north of Scotland, you're like, that's where I want to be. Like, I just, I want to go play Lynx golf now. Like it's time to go. We're out of here. Like when, Amen. when are we going? I was going to make a joke there while you were telling about how a lot of people tell a lot of people to go listen to a, a course called Scotland. And I was going to say, you're the only guy in my life telling me to go read it, but I should because now you got one if you say that it's how you wish you wrote and kind of like that means something to me it's just good for like a golfer sorry like i want to see a whole book of run-on sentences that's what i'm thinking right now right like if this guy's writing lengths he pays no it's how i wish i could write not said Oh, no, sorry. I'm saying my bad. does my bad. wish i could <laughs> sorry i thought it was how you wrote my bad 
I've been reading those write-ups for the episodes. I think you're writing quite well. But that that's just spitting stuff onto paper there. Maybe we should uh because we you have a chat with Tom Coin. Maybe we need to turn a course called Scotland into a docu-series for Netflix. And you'll how be to teach CPAs how to Tom Coin walking across Scotland. <laughs> teaching CPAs how to write. <laughs> golf. Yeah. <laughs> golf. Yeah. Playing golf. Hey. Basically like a mentorship. Yeah, more or less. Like internship. You know, cheap, cheap. Freebie yeah, cheap. for sure. Pretty much just polishing shoes. Feed me and give me somewhere to sleep. Yeah. Tom, Tommy, cool if I call you dad? <laughs> so uh, you got a green card for me? I'd love to move down to Philly right now. Heard, heard the vids just popping down there. Sick. Uh, yeah, if anyone has not listened to it, though, or read it, go and do it. It's really, really enjoyable. Um, what else have we been watching, boys? I got I've one. been watching, man. It ain't watching. Oh, go. Go finger up. Yeah. We were talking repeats, and I just repeated The Queen's Gambit and just loved that story. You know, right? watch like, the codes. You haven't. Uh, that was a show that I had on and didn't pay attention to, but watched the whole season. Yep, for sure. But <laughs> saw a couple <laughs> chess moves. Loving wow. it. Really? Checkmate. It but seemed you're like, right. I don't know exactly what the, where the truth is, but yeah sopranos layers right i'm watching it the second time like the first time i didn't realize like the mom i think was actually trying to kill the daughter right dude oops i didn't get that so like i don't think that's gonna ruin it at all and to be fair you've already watched it so like you can't really say it too much literally the opening (laughs) hey man i'm gonna ruin some for you just so you know jumanji (laughs) isn't real how are you supposed to tease the damn thing without saying anything Fair. And then you know what? That doesn't ruin anything, in my opinion. I don't think it does. Everyone escapes the island in Jurassic Park, too. Even the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T Rex was spotted in San Diego. Hate yeah. to ruin it, but uh, it happened. Yeah, we're just going to have a new segment of the show called Spoilers. Where you just ruin things. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Codes over to you. Dude, what an incredible idea. Spoilers. Hey, hey, turn this off if you don't want to know. And it's just like a cheat sheet because like I saw that on the interweb of like there was like that was like an ad. It was, hey, I read this book, so you don't. And here's chapter 11. And these are the highlights from chapter 11. Like, that's it. So let's just start doing that of, yeah, spoilers, yada, 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 Tony Soprano, yada, 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 the end, right? Don't got to watch it. Don't got to do it. Michael finds love, the end. Anyway, funny. I like what, did that. Ha- what happened with Michael? I think we're going, we're diving too deep into this. You okay. should edit this out. Find <laughs> yeah, like that's got to um, Do you want to get into golf uh, or go track stuff right now? Or we want to quickly talk about Ontario shutting down golf? I can't believe that Ford shut down golf, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to blame it on golf courses. And yet they tried to close down like playgrounds and it lasted 24 hours. And he reversed that. And it's like, okay, so those are, that's closer contact. And you're going to keep that open. 
I think if that happens out here in Van, I think the city will revolt. Truly. Because golf has never been busier in Vancouver than now. And is it safe, though? Yeah, they do a pretty good job. Like, the shops, they don't. you don't ever see more than, like, three people in at a time. Pretty spaced out. sound convincing off the hop. I don't know. I mean, only, I'm only at a couple tracks, yeah. so, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they do it okay. Yeah, yeah it job. seems good, but, like, I don't care. As long as I can if play. If they shut it down, I'm going to be choked. Yeah, I think okay. I saw a COVID police guy out there on the weekend taking photos of people on the patio. And he was pulling a bag. And I, I swear to God, if that guy sent in photos of the place that he plays at to get it shut down, it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, that is, like, the dirtiest Have shit. Have to. No. It's like, oh, man, why don't you ruin what you love, too? Go ahead. Would you do that? Never. If you take the oath of the officer? No, he's not actually an officer. It's like a hypothetical term. Oh, yeah. Like, COVID. like for COVID. sure. Then if, like, me, for example, was just walking by Victoria and I saw a whole bunch of people there, would I take sure. a picture of it? And send it in? Oh, you slimy piece of shit. If no you comment. did that. the fifth. Right, you complete the fifth. Don't gonna answer. Hell yeah. I like that. But no, that is wild though. But as long as people are being safe, that's as long as I'm kosher with. Like I've uh you've been talking I've been around a golf course, just been trying to take some pictures and stuff here and there. I've been at the diff, been at the links, Victoria, just doing some things, just snapping, walking around. And it's pretty I can say like it is pretty safe. I was at Victoria the other day and like there must have been I saw your buddy Dan. Really? In, in the lineup looking to hit uh balls along with your buddy at Mercer that party, the really tall dude with bleach blonde Mark hair. Klein. Mr. Klein. And Not I think I think ball. I saw that uh Mr. Kincaid was out as well, actually, in that group. And there was like thirty five people in line. Yeah. Jammed. Waiting to hit balls. Jammed. Jammed. So like that's cool, but like the same thing and if they want to say that's not cool, but the same thing happens at Savon. Except inside. Yes. So like it's cool. Yeah. Right? It's not not cool <laughs> kind of deal. So the argument is like, yeah, you have to go to the grocery store, so we gotta keep that open. Golf is more of a hot, but then like you could argue that we need mental health, right? Yeah. And it, to be fair, like just to put it in pers- into perspective, like most of the like public golf courses here in Vancouver, like it's springtime. Like it's only really you can only play to like eight, eight fifteen, let's call it. They're putting through three hundred plus players right now. And it's like a per day. And it's like that is so crazy. Like so busy. And these are city run courses. I can't imagine the city saying, Yeah, I don't want that. Like I I don't I want to shut that down. Like there's so much money being made right now where it's like Maybe we shouldn't shut down something that we're going to need. Like, we need this revenue to come in because there's probably going to be something that we're going to need to funnel this money into down the road. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like know. your business mentality right now. You should be thinking of the safety of others, man. I don't care. I, I've, gone, <laughs> I've gone past it. I don't care. I think you need to keep things open for the sake of the people. That is for the people. For their own, fu- like Thomas, like, me- but the mental health, like that, you need to keep people sane. 
There you go. That's the direction of conversation, though, right? Never mind the money. Who cares about the money yet? It's about, like, 300 people getting out and, like, having, like, the place to, like, go. Like, it screws. I was talking about it with Derv Nation. What sucks is now, like, an actual, like, as actual golfers who love golf, who've always loved golf, not to take away from all the new people coming in. But now, like, Derv Nation would say, Belve, you know, Pete, after 6 o'clock, you knew it would be a ghost town. No one's playing. Everyone's having dinner, you know, this yeah. and that. Ain't no, there was nothing like that anymore. Remember with you boys out there and uh, people actually like paying at 8.15 yeah. in summertime to tee off number one at Northern Bear. In September. And you're like, what? You're <laughs> like, and it's just, of course, it's everywhere. But now that's the excuse or whatnot. The people are coming out at 8 o'clock to get a tea time and pay money because they want to get outside because they can do it. Yep. And a new love of the game, of course. But yeah, the mental is number one for, for me, a hundred percent homies. I don't know. It's different. What, what's it for you there, Tom though? I mean, in Phoenix, it's totally different compared yeah, to I'm here. Like, they're damn near on reckless abandonment around here. But <laughs> also they've been vaccinating like a madman. Like they've just got them chilling here. Like, Hey, someone want to come get these basically. So that seems to be the the X factor between America and uh, Canada right now is just like apparently Canada didn't do the best ordering only AstraZeneca vaccine. I don't know exactly what it was, but apparently they haven't ordered enough vaccines up there is the issue. They didn't place the order down here. I think a lot of vaccines produced in the world ended up coming to America. Um, so at least you have a lot of people. I think it's like 30 percent that are vaccinated. So I don't know what's going to happen, but there's definitely like, you don't have to wear a mask inside anymore, which is crazy. In Phoenix, you don't at all right now? Like the stores can kind of say, yeah, but I'm sure if you were like, hell no, I have rights to not wear a mask, then you might not have to wear a mask, right? It's hard to say. I like it when you when your American twang comes out, your real American twang, when you yeah. put that fake voice on, but when you really let your voice go, that's the Tom I know. Uh, I want to just go right back to it, but you should finish up the pod with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Too close much it pressure. Up. I think you could do it. I think I could. I uh, don't be afraid, uh, friends. It's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> just good Southern hospitality. Whoa, that's actually really nice, isn't it? I think that's. You should stick with that. I think. Yeah, I man, I the thought of like not wearing a mask, like I can't wait for that to be honest. I I hate wearing a mask, dude. I'm over it. But whatever. I like that's it. no, don't be that good. Stop it. Honestly, I'm not. I do like it when how? it's cold out. Okay, fair. Yeah. Cold, sure. It's nice to have a little face jacket on. <laughs> if I'm not feeling like a hundred percent like it's another like people Theo like Vaughan. truthfully, like, why not just keep a mask on? Why not like I'm hit or miss, like not a mandatory thing. Like I just sway back and forth, but it's like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like this is just like a, it's like, it's not. Like, I know for a brief period of time, he pays you used to wear a condom and now you're complaining about a mask wearing, right? Like you were always wearing it just in case you were ready, but now you got to wear a mask and all of a sudden it's, that's it. Oh my God. What a shot. This kid came out hot tonight. 
I <laughs> oh, we used wow. to say that. <laughs> the, the guys at work joke about that being like, hey, you got protection, right? Like eye protection, shoes, PPE. Yep. I'm wearing a condom. Wearing yeah. <laughs> what? That's like, yeah, I'm always wearing one. Like, just in case. Like, just for safety's sake. <laughs> you never know what might happen out there. Um, I do have one thing that I – there's a couple of pros and cons. My main ones, biggest con of the mask, I don't like it because it fogs up my glasses. Biggest pro of the mask, aside from maybe some of the health stuff, but I think either way, like, it gets on your hands and you rub your face when you take that mask off. It negates some of that action. But for negotiating purposes in the streets or any sort of, like, keeping my poker face on, because Cody's always told me, he's like, I always like telling you things because I see – what you really mean immediately in your face. So it's like, I like having that. You know, yeah, worst poker player for sure. You don't know. <laughs> but Tom over here can definitely, can definitely do a vibe check pretty easy with old bud Tom. I end up taking it off half the time anyways, when I'm speaking to people, because like you're behind the glass, it's quiet there. And then they can't hear, they can't read your lips. And I'm just like, yo, I need that. Like, you can only point so much. Like it's been so long since I've been on the pod. I can't believe you're that guy. Eh? You're that guy taking it down, walking it around with his wiener no, hanging out. No, I always bed, have it on. Sure. When I speak, I'll be like, "All right, fuck it, we got to go here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get this through. I'm in a rush." We've got glass in the too, right? Like, yeah, there's glass there. Like, I'm not diving behind the the shield. I mean, it's just yeah. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, okay, before we go down this rabbit hole here, because um, we already have, quickly, um, I want to shout out, we'll get into some Goat Track stuff in a sec here. I just want to shout out BGT Masters winner at Ledgeview this week, Kevin Spooner with a first round bogey free 63 and then coasting home with a uh, day two, uh, one over 71 for his victory. We will, uh, hope you, hopefully you're listening, Spooner. We're going to try and get you on the pod soon. That should be interesting. Ledgeview, home of uh, Mr. Hadwin's papa. GM out there. Big Jerry. Um, Trending for the modern meet open? I'm hoping so, man. Yeah, that'd be real nice to see him just slap us around. Sure is that what will. it's called? It is yeah. called the modern meet open. Short track, Sick. dude. I can't wait to see that trophy. <sighs> I don't know if I want to, but it'll look. It'll probably <laughs> look very similar to what Tom has on his shirt, to be honest, which would be really sick. That logo could look good. Oh, wow. If it's this thing? Yeah. That would be pretty fresh, actually. I don't mind that. The chicken breast that's not real, but mm. no one thinking, knows. Yeah, like three crab cakes and like a scallop. I don't hate that either. Maybe it's the platter. Maybe you don't even get a trophy. You just get a platter. Wow. That would be nice. I, I would that... work hard for that. Not going to win it. but A 27-inch serving dish? Yeah, yeah, that'd be like way a tray, better. like a like a gold tray, like a copper tray. Yeah, yeah, sick with all the sick. sauces. Yeah, and chips now as well. It's like, yeah, that could be interesting. Oh, like you want like the trophy presentation to be like a combo platter? Yeah, is actually what you want, and not like just a platter. Like, yeah, I'd like what I'd like it to be really is like a Sunday cheat meat. meal, like the whole day. Like that would be ideal. Breakfast, lunch, dinner with all the snacks thrown in. That would be ideal for me. Fuck the trophy. I don't need I'm a trophy. Sure a Twenty-four karat gold trophy would also be cool. What are you gonna use it for? Sell it. Schmelt it. 
Sparks, you should give his Jeep away. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get in shit for this, but... Nah. Nah. I just want the platter. Codes, what's going on with Goat Track right now? Vic is open. You guys got uh, everything looking nice in there or what? Vic just opened up on Friday. Friday was opening day for Vic. All delivered to uh, the other eight places, golf courses in and around Alberta. So, yeah, when you say shows and so on and so forth, not been pegging but just been outside because Alberta golf season has, yeah, officially begun nice and early this year. I think Seriously. the ranch golf course was the first one open. I think they took the title at, like, I think it was something silly, like... March 26th or something. Yeah. So, yeah, Cardiff just opened last week. Northern Bear. Seen the links. Yeah, places look really good. It wasn't too bad of a winter here. A little bit of snow to green it up. And, yeah, hasn't been as nice as you guys out there or Phoenix. But, um, like, it snowed in Calgary today. Yeah. My mom was right? saying that they were getting snow. Like crazy. And yesterday was... 20 or yeah 22 on friday 20 yesterday and seven in rain and snowed for 15 minutes here earlier right so just wild just wild but no go tracks we just released our broadmoor social you can now go online at gotracksocialclub.com and get social tickets for both the broadmoor which is on i think the 29th and along with our season start at eagle rock which is on may 9th mother's day so, yeah, looking forward to seeing the people uh, following all AHF safety guidelines. May 29th, that is the Brody or June 29th? May. May. No, sorry. My apologies. May, yeah, May 29th. May 29th. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We're in April still. I like that. that was a, yeah. So, yeah, just rocking and rolling and got a couple designs coming through the pipeline. So, yeah, the people want more. That's what we. That's what we've heard. So... Yeah, the love and support from everyone from here to you guys to, of course, everyone in surrounding area. But, yeah, it's cool. We've sent some things down to the States, not just Tomcat, down to Texas, down to North Carolina. And, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, just cool. Just, yeah, really neat. So, yeah, appreciate you asking, of course. Hell, yeah. I know. I've been rocking it all over the place. I've been getting a lot of comments, like, wearing it on the first team. You're like, what's that goat? We should go check this shit out. A lot of compliments. And you know where I'm getting it from? The original Mo Dad hat, man. Can't wait for that thing to come back into the picture because I'm getting 10 right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, I just got told that by uh, Cody Yamo that because he's got such a small head, he doesn't fit these kind of like half deep dish. So he likes the shallow hats. Yeah. It fits his head the best. And when handsome Cody says something, you jump. You know Fuck, what I mean? Handsome so, C.P.A. has been saying this for a while. Nobody listened. Dude, your nickname's Smash and CP is not Handsome Cody. <laughs> John Stamos. So, yeah, 100%, homies, 100%. Yeah, feedback. What about, yeah, anyway. Sick. I love it. Yeah, it's been popping for you guys. It's nice to see. It's our favorite. This hat actually turned out to be, every like, yeah, it just continually gets better. But this hat, I was a little doubtful at first because I'm just like, I don't know if I look like a bookie, but now that me and CK <laughs> doing our, uh, our Tuesday night bet nine, nine preview picks of like analyzing some odds. I think this hat fits me and my new role perfectly. Mm-hmm. And my shirt. 
<laughs> I like that. Go ahead, Coach. Uh, well, speaking of the picks, we'll kind of just recap real quickly with this week. I'm not going to go into picks this week, as Tom and I, or as Tom just alluded to, we do do it the Inside the Algorithm show on Tuesday. And to be fair, I've been getting stymied enough lately with guys dropping out on Mondays, so I'm just not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm over it. I, I'm losing points here. I got crippled this week, so I'm not. I got dummied. Bryson and- dropped out. That didn't help me. And then the rest of my guys just not good week for CPAs and the numbers. Uh, I was barely under par. And then you guys were who won? Wild. Parks actually snuck out with a win by one over Derv. It wow, was real tight. You were minus 25, Parks was minus 33, and Derv was minus 32. Big week, and I was minus Bob two. Mack. <laughs> Bobby Mack hadn't gone seven over today. Uh, if he was even, you would have tied Derv. But if he was but under he was par, under. if he was one under par, you would have won. Or no, two under par, you would have won. Dang. Tough, <sighs> Tough week. Coach, did you hear that I won the Masters, though? Sick. By a, a lot. Are you guys putting any real money down yet? You, as my buddies would say, you pussies. Hey, are you guys? That's the next step. Any, I hear some chicken nugget bets going down. Yeah, a lot of nuggy bets going around. Sharpie yeah. would appreciate that. Saw him the other day. He sends his love. Mm, love Sharpie. Nice to get that guy back on here. Saw V-Bud the other day. You know what I saw V-Bud with? Mm. Friend of the show towel. Really? I'm like, wow, man. I can't. Wow. What a nice run of towels that was. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get that towel run going again here. We're going to have to get How a hold of Dan the Man over at... Uh, what's the name of that towel company? Shoot, I You forgot. got it. I don't know if I do. I totally forgot you it. You got it. It'll come to me. I'm just having a bit of brain fart, but they're really nice towels, actually. I've been rocking it hard lately. And they put out those sick Masters ones, and I am just I just want him to make those for us. You're Did talking you about your me? other towel. Other towel. There we go. Thank you. You're yeah. there. Supply. Um, yeah. I'm thinking what we do is we take everything in the 4Jack podcast bank account this week, and we put it on something big for the kids. And we either shut this podcast down or we're going to the moon. It really disappoints me to think that if I put ten dollars on Stuart Sink this week to win at plus ten thousand, where I'd be at right now. Nice odds. <laughs> Take everything you boys got in the four jack podcast account, buy some Doge coin, shut down the pod till it hits a dollar. Tom said his last boys, night. right? Welcome <laughs> back. We are back <laughs> from our own island. Put <laughs> it thousand dollars in dogecoin in january when it like first came on the radar it's worth a hundred and eleven thousand dollars today wow i guess we, we got to get on coin boys let's start it up for jack coin we're gonna have to log out of this or like turn off this pod and we're gonna have to get on coinbase right now and just start spending just see where the money goes yeah or- should start putting the time into mining instead for sure I think we just go all in on some crazy bet. Like we've been paying attention to the golf, right? We know the odds. Our had guys know we would have done very well, actually. Like based on our show on Tuesday, Tom. Like we would have actually won quite a bit of money. The Cam Smith one would have paid out a lot. A lot. That was like plus six eighty. 
could have picked up a thousand bucks easy on that. That's a great little primer you guys just did. Tune in Tuesday. Yeah, check that one out. We're behind the algorithm with the boys here. There may not be pod next Sunday, but it's kind of like those WWEF back in the day when they'd have those wrestling matches where they're like, if I lose, I will never wrestle on U.S. soil again, (laughs) right? It's like a Fast and Furious bet, like betting your pink slip. Betting (laughs) pod. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Might be putting up the board for the next bet, but uh, we'll make it. Laptop is gone, boys. I can do it from my phone. It's fine. Touche. Um, I, I I don't know what else we got to cover here, boys. You, you got anything we need here? Uh, anything we need? Coats? Any- it's always a pleasure to have you on there. No, what shout treat. out Smooteroo, Sarah Stewart, Dr. Sarah, f- coming on the podcast, I think. I don't even know. Episode 53. Early days, talking about uh, things going on last year, whatnot. She uh, slid into the old Shopify store and picked herself up a Mo sweater. So we just wanted to say we appreciate her love after seeing Dan Mann with his and just Mo's coming across the border, boys. The old Rocky Mountains, if you would, right? Sick. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Get over here. Tom, so shout out episode fifty-three. I don't even know, maybe fifty-seven or something like that. It's in there. It's in the fifties. I was just thinking about that, blasting to the past. It would honestly be interesting to go listen back to that just to get our hot takes of everything that was going on back there. Like, I'm almost afraid to go back there. I don't want to. My opinions have changed. Hot takes on the beginning of the coronavirus. Yeah, everyone listening right now, head on back, listen to Sarah's Dr. Schmooderoo. Tell you one thing, my opinions are vastly different. Than what they were at that time. I don't. Yeah, I, I know you got to learn. You got to. You, your, you your, your opinions change the more you talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you learn as you go. And yep. uh, yeah, it's a different man back then. Different <laughs> man now. That's fine. Open it up. Just fucking open everything up. Let's go, baby. I don't care anymore. Um, thank you, boys. Um, Next up, if everybody, if you've made it this far and are still inclined to listen to us yammer on about a couple things, we have an interview with Lance Antoneko, the tailor-made rep out in British Columbia, while Parks and I went and got fitting about a month ago, and just kind of going over the fitting process and talking about everything new in tailor-made this year. So if you guys are, like I said, inclined to listen to it, enjoy the interview with Lance and enjoy the rest of the week, and we will chat with you guys next week. Okay, bye-bye. We're down here at UBC, uh, getting a little fitting today from the TaylorMade boys, uh, Lance and Taneko, and our boy, Brayden Erickson, TaylorMade Performance Center. We're going to let Chris hit some more balls here, and uh, I'm going to sit down and chat with Lance. We're going to dive into the uh, fitting process and all the, all the things people are missing out on, having this fear factor surrounding getting fitted. Yeah, it's a bit different than when I used to use the tape in the live board, so I'm enjoying this process, to say the least. I'll hand this over to Lance now, though. Welcome to the show, Lance. Thanks for hanging out today, and uh, pleasure to have you on. It's really going to be a fun experience to endure the process and and have the opportunity to play some tailor-made gear for the season. That's that's very cool. We're happy to uh, establish this partnership with you guys, and man, what what a process this is. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. It's TaylorMade's always been at the forefront of 
technology and product and we're trying to be that way on the custom fitting side too so providing a service like this with literally infinite possibilities of head and shaft combinations everything's off track man getting accurate data readings yeah it's it's a real great learning experience for kind of anybody who comes through the door it's awesome so let's go down to the bare bones of this process. We have an infinite, as you said, amount of shafts, clubs, heads. Why should everyone not be doing this? I mean, this is crazy. You're missing out on so many great game improvement opportunities here to get fit. Tell us a little bit about why this is such a resource for the consumer. Yeah, the biggest thing is the consumer, a lot of people just don't know. And a perception of I'm not good enough to get fit, so I'll just buy off the rack, which honestly is the complete opposite of what should happen right. because getting fit will make sure that what you have in the bag is properly fitted for you, which then is going to help you play better and lower your scores, which is why we're all playing golf. That's right. Absolutely. Let's talk about the lineup for 2021. What are you most excited for? Uh, with the hard goods side. Yeah, Sim, the Sim 2 line just came out on February 19th, so we're two weeks in, and it's it's literally blowing the, blowing the shelves off retail right now. Yeah, that's it's, so awesome. Number one, it looks amazing, it looks cool, and we really blew up a 2020 Sim driver that was, in my opinion, the best driver we ever had, and we blew up everything and made the new Sim 2 even better than the 2020 version. So, you know, it's much more forgiving. It's got more ball speed. It's got more pop. And, you know, the misses are better. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. So I had the opportunity. Braden uh, ran me through the driver gauntlet. And definitely I can, I can attest to the whole dispersion talk and just the forgiveness off the misses. Obviously wasn't swinging it so good today. But, yeah, I mean, the forgiveness is insane. And just little tweaks, gain some ball speed, gain, gain some trajectory. You know, it's, it's going to be a huge game changer for me this season. Yeah, you know, and, and you're a prime example. Like, even without your good stuff, you know, the numbers you were achieving off this driver were very, very good. Yeah. And that's not even with getting it in the middle of the club face. <laughs> you're too kind. So, you know, you don't miss, go into misses detail. were better, launch angle went up, spin went down. So, yeah, when you all of a sudden you see a 10, 11 yard increase on driver, that was pretty good. That's massive. Let's talk a little bit about what Chris went through on the, uh, on the iron side. It yeah, was, Chris's irons was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, he's playing some older irons. Yep. We'll put that one out there first and foremost. <laughs> some relics. They're, uh, they're from a different generation, but, you know, they're getting the job done. Yep. And he can talk about it a little later, but the coolest thing was we were trying seven irons, and by changing a little bit of head, changing shaft, we picked him up 15 yards of carry distance on a seven iron. Man, who doesn't want 15 yards? We so, and the best part was when he first came, the first thing he said was, I want to hit it further. Yeah, of course. Everybody does. So no swing changes, nothing. Just changed, put him into a P790 head. Changed the shaft around into a little heavier shaft, which he desired, and went from hitting a 7-iron 163 yards to 178 yards. That's huge. Deep show. Calling the big wheel from now on. 
There you go. He's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> World domination is not too far off. We got a little insider info from the boys down south, Trotty and Housie. We understand that you guys are even leveling it up now with the drivers that you can customize the product. Yes. First year we've ever done that. So that came out again February 19th, and what we're going to be calling it is My Sim. Okay. And that more or less is going to be right now it's one color, but there are literally, I think there's 12 or 14 different parameters that you can put to whatever customization or color you're looking for. That's going to be cool. So it, what it really is, and, and the consumer is really looking for a lot more personalized product yeah. to, you know, go to his buddy and go, look at this thing. Like, I got a one-off driver. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. It's people like prototypes, people like something customized, my sim's going to be able to do it for you. Love that. Love that. Tell me, you kind of alluded to it, and we had a little off-camera conversation about this, but this whole sort of facade around protos and the pros having access to clubs and no one will ever get their hands on. Talk to us about how TaylorMade's kind of leveled the playing field. Yeah, we, we used to do that, right? as every vendor did. But um, what we've really done is we've kind of taken that away a little bit. And... Trying to more or less for the consumer to get the exact same driver that, say, Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods would play. That's awesome. And the boys on tour, they have a little extra TLC with waiting and things like that. But the raw heads are the raw heads. Right. So whether it's you or I or Rory, we're pretty much taking the heads out of the same box. All right. I'm coming for you, Rory McIlroy, if you're listening to this podcast. I'm getting I'm getting the same gear you're getting off the uh, production line. So that's it, buddy. That's no, it. No secrets and tweaks. Other than a little special sauce from Wade or a little extra little Ben from Trotty, it's the same stuff. Boys. That's it. We haven't gotten into the wedges or the putters yet, but let's talk about the technology and the wedges this year. Yeah. So the wedges are, you know, we learned some a lot in 2020 with Milk Grind Two. Um, one thing we did do is we are no now no longer putting any chrome on the club face okay so every club face is raw okay um so what raw more or less does is it it just enables the average player and every tour player to you know get a little more spin off wedges right a little more texture on the face yeah a little more texture there's a micro texture groove on the face as well but what it really does is in all weather conditions the ball is gripping the face a little more which is increasing spin right so, and that's one of the things where the tour players are all very lucky is probably 80 to 90% of all tour players play raw wedges. Really? 80 to 90 amateurs, 80 to 90% of amateurs play plated wedges. Right. There's something wrong there. <laughs> there is something wrong there. So, MG2, we have raw face wedges, and then we just came out just very recently. They're not even at retail yet, but uh, high toe 2 raw. So the high toe two raw, which is on the high lofted wedges, where the grooves are going all the way, all the way from heel to toe, right. those will now also be raw face top to bottom. Awesome. And what's the what's the idea behind having grooves all the way to the toe? Just shot options? Yeah, shot options, miss hits. Miss hits, okay. And especially out of the rough. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of the research we've done is if you're in a real deep, thick lie, the ball likes to roll up the club face roll up and towards the toe. Okay. 
So by taking the grooves all the way to the toe, you're still getting some grooves up there. So even if it rolls up the face, you're getting some ball contact and you're going to get some spin off of it. A little it. more control out of the rough. Yeah, especially the deep, gnarly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I rarely play out of that, so I wouldn't have any uh, insight. 100%. <laughs> What about the uh, what about the weapon of choice, the putter this year? I see that just a recent announcement about the white heads are coming back in on the spider. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So we're you know we're March third right now. We released the putters yesterday. Yep. So we got a brand new whole entire spider family. We've had spiders for a long time. Uh, spider X that has been in the line for a long time. That stays with a brand new color. But okay. then we're also offering and launching three brand new spiders. And the we are bringing a ghost white spider EX back for okay. 2021. Okay. So one thing we are doing on putters as well is we're doing color options again. Oh, Okay. So the new Spider EX is available through retail at three colors, you know, with a navy white, a platinum white, and then there also is the ghost white. Sick. Like and that. then there's a couple of, yeah, it's it's pretty sick. <laughs> I know Trotty had it on uh, Instagram yesterday on his uh, Tour Truck Tuesday, and uh, it was pretty sweet. There might be one in my truck right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. A little insider peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, along with a couple other new Spider models that are coming sick. as well. And Very cool. So... Like that, as we like to say, the spider family's growing very quickly. They do that. They do that for sure. And that's our man Billy Price in Carlsbad doing a hell of a job on putter and wedge down there. He's a putter and wedge designer. Yeah, Billy's Billy's awesome. Yeah, and more passion for the game than just about anybody out there. So, Billy, me to you. Thanks for thanks for all you do. Love it. Love it. Well, I think Chris is going to hit a few more balls here. We're going to put this on hold and let him jump on the pod. I'm going to get back to swinging the irons, hopefully, and try and catch some on the club face. So we'll leave it here for now. All right, we are back. Um, I feel like I'm done my fitting now. It's been enough. My body is broken. Um, oh, we just got a little car trouble in the background here. I feel like I've uh, I've hit enough balls for one day. It's probably the most balls I've hit on the range in, uh, I don't know, maybe pushing a decade. But uh, gone through the process with uh, Lance and Braden, and it was... Uh, jarring to say the least lance what were your thoughts on watching me just slash away at the ball all day here i'll tell you i was most impressed with um probably our conversation we first had before you started which was we asked you know all of our pre-fit questions are a lot of what are you looking for do you want to hit it further do you want to hit it straighter and one of the biggest things you wanted was distance mm -hmm. so you know we already talked a little bit about your previous your seven iron but Getting you 15 yards on a 7-iron was pretty nice to see. Yeah, it just felt like I could finally fill some gaps in, whereas now I'm not kind of, you know, when we're going farther through the fitting, getting into the fairy woods and the hybrids, I'm like, oh, I don't need to really load up with a 5-wood or 
a driving you iron. You don't need it. And that that's part of where the fitting process is really going to be beneficial because people think they got to replace the same clubs that you have. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's all of a sudden with things going further, you need to change the set makeup as well. Yes, exactly. Which, again, is getting getting and going through a fit is going to – that's part of that process as well. Yeah. How I mean, it's this is nothing new seeing the TrackMan experience for everyone, but and I mean, you guys talked about it earlier, kind of just the experience of going through a fitting nowadays. Um, you know, I mentioned it a few times where like my experience with fitting truly was when I was back in the business and it was nothing like this. Like, what is when people come and get a fitting now and they kind of actually sit down and look at the data, like, what is like, you know, you actually you alluded to it earlier, like the look you have on your face is what I see. 95% of the time out of people, and it's like, it's jarring. Yeah, it's, you know what it really is? It's, it's kind of like, even for any golfer, when you hit that perfect shot, mm-hmm. you know, it brings you back for another day. <laughs> exactly. And when you're going through a fit, it, it's kind of funny because you're very used to your irons. Everybody gets used to their gear. And what Braden and I and all of us as tailor-made fitters see is, usually is the first swing where it's kind of that aha moment. Yes. And it's kind of like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And that was your face on the very first seven iron you hit. Yeah, definitely. And it, it and it's very, very cool to see a lot. Mm-hmm. And because our biggest goal is to make sure this, this number one, that the game's a little easier and make it a little more fun for people. Yeah. I mean, for me, even going through like the driver fitting, um, with the driver heads, I mean, I have a newer head, and I, I like the feel, but it, it's always, I always find it quite fascinating going through and testing out the shafts, and I think that's the thing where people don't really get the true experience, and they don't understand like the power of switching these shafts. And hundred mm-hmm. percent, you know, if you, if you go in and buy a driver off the rack, you're, you're really not doing yourself any justice. Yeah, especially because you know drivers are expensive now. You know, you're buying an inline driver, and it's nothing to spend seven, eight, nine hundred dollars on a driver. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, shaft is the engine of the golf club. So, to try different shafts, making that shaft, making sure that shaft is right, and we can optimize number off it. That's what the PGA Tour players do. So, we're trying to offer that same experience for the general consumer as well. Yeah, you can definitely tell. I mean, as as I was saying to Braden. You know, I hit one shaft and I kind of noticed, I was like, oh, there's just like a touch of bit, touch of whip at the bottom coming down. And he's like, yep, that's exactly what you want to eliminate. And I think that's, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a star player by any means. But when you talk to the average golfer, it's like you said, oh, I'll just grab it off the rack. That'll do. Feels fine. But I think when you get that experience of actually trying out all these other shafts and realizing, like you said, the tour guys are doing this, why wouldn't you be doing it as well? 100%. Yeah. You know, and... And like I say, honestly, drivers are expensive. A fitting is very inexpensive based on the price you're spending on a driver. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that you're you're buying what is great and right for you, that's, that's kind of what we're trying to more or less educate people on and, and get fit, whether it's for, at a performance center, at any of the PGA professionals in anywhere in BC, Canada, the United States. Look on a website for a a custom fit locator, you're going to find somewhere to get fit. Yeah. And whether it is direct from a company or from the golf professional, you're going to, you're going to get a great experience. Definitely. Well, speaking of great experiences, I mean, get away from my shoddy game. Um, 
how great has it been? Like, I'm not sure how long you guys have been here at UBC, but to have a facility like this in such a prime location in Vancouver, I mean, that must be just like a godsend to kind of come here and know that you always have the space as your fitting. It, it, it's awesome. It, it's, it's awesome to have a home. Yes. And especially at a golf club like university golf club that we really have a tremendous partnership with. And that's kind of what we call it. We call it a partnership and they support us. We try and help them. It's also probably one of the busiest golf courses in North America. We were commenting about it earlier mm-hmm. where, you know, we've been out here a few hours now, and there, there literally is not a range mat open, and it's March 3rd. And, and there hasn't, hasn't been, been a range mat <laughs> open in two hours, and that's usually what they're like for 10 or 11 months a year. Unbelievable. So to see so many people active in the game and, you know, again, just to be at this facility with the support that all the way up to Michael Mathers, the general manager here who does an amazing job and just really is a wonderful partnership and, yeah, we just want to keep it going and make it bigger and better moving forward. Absolutely, and you can definitely tell that uh, the club has definitely embraced not only just TaylorMade but Adidas as well. It's now you go into the shop and you're like, oh, my God, I'm like walked into the TaylorMade Adidas Superstore. It's a beautiful concept shop. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so, you know, again, for anybody who gets out here, it's it's worth a walk around and, you know, seeing some pretty cool stuff in the pro shop as well. Yeah. What have, uh, what have your thoughts been uh, so far this year with, like, all the new equipment coming out and seeing it on tour with these guys kind of bouncing around and using even guys that aren't signed with TaylorMade lining up for the same driver and using certain, certain TaylorMade products? I mean, it must be huge to see these guys just yeah. flourishing with this stuff. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, you know, we can only promote athletes that we, you know, have agreements and contracts signed with, so we can't market them, but... There's a lot of PGA Tour players that play, are playing brand new Sim 2 drivers. And Sim 2 Fairway Woods, yeah. Spider Putters, the, the list is kind of endless. So it is very cool. Um, you know, we'd love to all sponsor every, every one of the athletes, but from a financial standpoint, we can't do that. I think from a fitting standpoint, though, you just had a guy that uh, might be the model for fitting. Hey, you want to hit a five-yard cut? Just watch Colin. <laughs> yeah, Colin's been a nice little surprise, hasn't he? Yeah, no kidding. Um, just a wonderful kid, great player. Um, yeah. Mature. Very mature, oh. very well-spoken. And, you know, to see you see him at 23, 24 years old, who now is in some of the same class as Tiger, where he's won a WGC championship and a major mm-hmm. before the age of 25, it's kind of sky's limit on what what this young man can do. Yeah, I think his uh, his ceiling is. I'm not sure if we know that yet. Uh, he he's just he could either. I heard a, a question the other day. It's like, would you put an over under on him winning 25 events? And it's like, dude, boost it over, 100. percent He's he's won four times. Yeah, he's and made it look easy. He's been out on tour for 20 months, mm-hmm. um, and beat two very very big fields. Yeah. So, yeah, so when, with a win at the Memorial, win at the PGA, and now a win at a WGC event, his ceiling is pretty much unknown. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, what are some things that we can kind of look forward to out of TaylorMade this year? I mean, I know it's a crazy year with COVID and whatnot, and you were saying that it is tough to, like, kind of push everything out with the golf world exploding. Um, but what are some things that we can really see out of TaylorMade this summer that – 
you know, might be exciting for people. Like, if they get their equipment, yeah, what are they looking forward I, to? I think, I think the biggest thing is TaylorMade is no longer just a driver company. Yes. Um, we're building phenomenal irons. Uh, we're building phenomenal wedges. We're building, you know, we have a brand new putter lineup coming out, you know, in a month that we really think is going to do some damage. And then also one of the biggest ones we haven't even talked about is a brand new TP5 golf ball with a brand new tour dimple pattern coming out that we are extremely excited and may have actually got its first tour win last week at a WGC with Mr. Morikawa playing the golf ball. Okay, there we go. It's out. So that golf ball doesn't, it's not even out at retail yet. It comes out uh, March 5th. But it's one where we are really, really excited about as well. So kind of like I say, one of, the, one of the greatest things about working for this company and being with TaylorMade is there's no weaknesses anymore. Mm-hmm. We really are techno- technologically really pushing the envelope in every single category in the game of golf. Yeah, clearly. And it, it's a lot of fun to see consumer and players' reactions. Mm-hmm. Well, uh I can only speak for myself and Parks, but uh, we can't thank you enough for having us out at UBC today and just getting the full treatment and just experiencing what a tr- what a fitting is like nowadays. And we just, you know, I know I know enough commercials tell the world to go get fit, but coming from us, go get fit, people. It's important, hundred percent. And you can get fit now, like Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson. We're offering the same, the same tools, the same technology. The same products as they play. Mm-hmm. Oh, the track man, that, when you look at that data, data, you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's... and data and analytics is huge now Yeah, you know, you in all of our it. world. So seeing the differences and trying to make the game a little bit more fun for everybody. Absolutely. Well, you know, you've made it a lot more fun for us today, Lance. But uh, thank you to you and Braden for having us out. We really our appreciate pleasure. it. Our pleasure. Anytime. Awesome. Well, we look forward to doing something later in the summer, and we'll uh, try and create some content with you boys. Sounds great. Appreciate it. it. Thank you.